Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B copywriters and content writers. I hope you had a great week with your business. This week, the topic is the 80-20 rule for B2B writers. Now, let me give you some background as to where this topic came from. As some of you may know, I'm currently teaching a 12-week program on B2B copywriting and content writing. I'm teaching it for AWAI. And I have uh, many students, and they can contact me and ask me questions, of course. And one student, I'll call her Angie, that's not her real name, Angie, contacted me with a really good question that I've never been asked before. And she asked me this. She said, Steve, what 20% of the things you do in your business yield you 80% of your success? In other words, what she's saying is, what are the things that I do in my business that gives me the biggest payoff in terms of money, clients, income, things of that nature? And I really had to think about that one because I've never been asked that question before. What 20% of the things I do yield me 80% of my success? And I thought about it and I came up with four important things. Now, I think I spend more than 20% of my time on these four things, but they give me the biggest payoff in my copywriting business. So I thought I'd share them with you in this podcast because maybe they'll help you get a big payoff as well. So here they are. The... Uh, top tw- uh, four things that I do in my business that yields me the biggest payoff. Number one is I focus on building relationships with prospects, clients, and referral sources. I focus on building relationships, not just contacting them, not just saying hello, but really building long-term valuable relationships with prospects that I'm, I'm you know, reaching out to and contacting and who reach out to me, clients that I'm currently dealing with or have dealt with in the past, and referral sources. By referral sources, I mean people in the industry that could potentially recommend me or help me in some other ways. So building relationships. Um, building relationships with prospects, of course, is important. That's part of what you do when you're marketing, isn't it? You're, you're identifying prospects in your target market who you suspect could be potentially great clients for your business. If you're not doing that, you should be doing it. And then you're finding ways of reaching out to them, introducing yourself to them, and building those relationships until hopefully one of them, one day, one of them becomes a client. So building relationships with prospects is very important. Uh, the, building relationships with clients is also very important. I've spoken with a lot of copywriters who have who have clients that, frankly, they hardly know. They receive an email from the client. Can you write my blog post? Can you edit my article? Can you help me write a, uh, a sales page or a web page for my website? And they don't really build relationships with that client. That client simply becomes a, a source of of a writing gig and they, they do the writing and they don't really know a lot about that client's business or that that client as a human being and i think that that's really counterproductive i think you need to focus on building relationships with your clients getting to know them 
That doesn't mean you become you know, personal friends with your clients, but you should get to know them and know their business really well. You should have a chummy relationship with your clients. You should be able to pick up the phone and say hello. You should be able to talk about business and how their business is doing and, and what areas you should be able to, you might be able to help them in their business. So building relationships with clients is really, really important. I know one copywriter who for years wrote a company's blog, and that's all she did. She wrote the company's blog, and her client was the marketing director, and she knew her client's name, of course, but she never met this person, which is fine. But here's the thing. She found out after about three years of working with this client that they had other work available, that they needed sales copywriting work. They needed help writing uh, email campaigns and writing ads and writing sell sheets and writing some of these other marketing materials, but they didn't use her. And the reason why they didn't use her is because they just didn't know her well and know her capabilities. Yes, she was helping writing the blog, but they didn't know she wrote this other, other stuff. And I think part of the reason is that she never bothered to really build the relationship with her client. And, and have conversations with her client and have discussions about how her client is, is, is marketing the business and the different things she may need. If she had that conversation, if she built that relationship, then she would have known about these other opportunities that she could have expanded into. But she didn't, and she lost a lot of business as a result. So building relationships with clients is really, really important. And also building relationships with referral sources. These are simply people in the industry, people in your target market, who could potentially help you by recommending you to others or maybe help you in other ways. Um, referral sources could be graphic designers who are targeting the same kind of clients as you are, uh, marketing consultants who are targeting the same kind of clients that you are, web design firms, editors of publications, even other copywriters. And it's so important to build relationships with referral sources because obviously you get more referrals as a result, but also being connected with other people in the industry helps you in so many other ways. It gives you people to talk to. You, you get become part of the grapevine. You, you know what's going on in the industry that you're targeting so much more easily. You become an insider rather than an outsider. So building relationships with people in the industry, referral sources and others is very important. So that's number one for me uh, as far as the biggest payoff is, is my focus on building relationships with people, building relationships with prospects and clients and referral sources and others in industries that I target. So that's number one. Number two is making marketing a habit. Now, I've spoken about this in previous podcasts, and I've used the analogy that you should, your marketing should be like going to the gym. You, you do it regularly to a point where it just becomes integrated in your work week. You don't even think about it. You go to the gym three days a week, and you know what's going to happen? You're going to get fit, and you're going to stay fit because you made going to the gym a habit. Now, if you wanted to run a marathon, you just couldn't run one tomorrow if you were out of shape, could you? You'd have to train and make training a habit, running a habit before you can do that. It's the same thing with marketing. You need to make your marketing a habit. If, if you make marketing a habit, if it's integrated in your work week, if it's just something that you do week after week after week, it becomes a habit, well, your business is, be, is going to become fitter and healthier as a result. You're going to get results. 
And by marketing a habit, make marketing a habit, I don't mean doing a whole bunch of different marketing activities. I don't mean uh, you know having to post on Facebook and send out letters and make phone calls and go off in a bunch of different directions. I mean doing some very simple things, but regularly, week after week. I know a sales trainer, for example, who all she does is she makes 10 cold calls to very qualified prospects every single week. She makes them on Wednesday, so she has a couple days when they may return her call and she can, she can reach them and have a conversation with them. Uh, 10 every week, that's all she does. Now, she has a Facebook page and she has a website. She has these other things. But her primary, the primary thrust of her marketing in reaching out and connecting with new prospects is making these 10 calls every week. And that's all she does. And she has a very successful business because she's made it a habit. For you, it might be sending out warm prospecting emails. It may be sending out uh, direct mail letters. Uh, it, it, there's all kinds of ways to reach out and connect with potential prospects for your business, potential new clients for your business. You don't have to do a lot of things, just one or two or maybe three things regularly. Uh, even three things might be too much. Just focus on doing a couple of different things, but do it regularly and consistently week after week after week. And your results will build like a snowball rolling down the hill. It's, it will start small and modestly at first, the results you'll get. But then as you do it week after week after week, uh, the results you get are exponential. That snowball gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So um, make marketing a habit. Don't make it a uh, something that you do whenever you need clients or something that you do sporadically. Once every couple of months, you'll fire off some emails or you'll make some quick phone calls or you'll do something else. Do something consistently every week. Another sales trainer who I really admire, Tom Stoyan, once told me that a, a, bad marketing, a bad prospecting strategy done consistently week after week always works better than a great prospecting strategy done sporadically. So, and he's one of the great sales trainers of all time, in my opinion. So even if it's a prospecting strategy that, you know, it's not the greatest, if you do it week after week after week and you make it a habit, you'll start getting results and those results will be exponential. So make marketing a habit. That'll give you a huge payoff. And that's what I do every week. And I definitely identify it as one of the quote unquote 20% of the things I do that gives me 80% of my success. So that's number two, make marketing a habit. Number three, get better at your craft. Get better at the craft of B2B copywriting or content writing or whatever you call it in your business. Time and time again, when I talk to clients, when I talk to marketing directors of B2B companies, when I talk to business owners of B2B companies, the number one thing they tell me is that finding a really good B2B copywriter or content writer is really, really tough. They've, they find those people hard to find. So if you focus on becoming really, really good at what you do, a really good writer, really good at the different projects, just become an expert at writing case studies, an expert at writing email campaigns, an expert at, at the B2B copywriting and content writing style and tone, if you just become just, just really damn good at it, you'll get noticed and you'll get repeat business. 
because uh, what'll happen is that you know you'll work hard to get your first client or a client, but once they experience the great copywriting that you deliver for them, they won't want to look anywhere else because people like you are hard to find. They'll use your services again and again and again. They'll become repeat clients. And I can tell you that repeat regular clients, clients that come back to you with again and again and again, are those are the type of clients that's going to make your freelance business thrive and grow. That, those are the kind of clients that are going to make you rich frankly, these repeat clients. But they only become repeat clients if you become really good at your craft, really good at writing B2B copy and content. So work on that. Find out ways to get better at that. There's all sorts of ways. B2Bwritingsuccess.com, our website, has all kinds of resources that'll help you get better. But you can read books. You can study other B2B copy and, and content examples. Uh, you know, you can read articles on the internet about it. There's all kinds of ways to get better, but focus on getting better. I still do that. I focus on getting better. You never arrive at this place of excellence. You're always trying to get better. So that's number three. Get better at your craft. That's a 20% thing that you can do that'll give you 80% of your results. Number four is always be improving and make changes if necessary. Now, I used to think when I started my copywriting business in the 1990s, uh, the way I imagined it, I would grow was this, that I'd get really good at writing copy. In those days, I was writing direct mail. I'd get really good at writing direct mail. I'd, I'd master that. I would get some clients that would be kind of a, uh, uh, my, my client base, I would get known as a direct mail copywriter, and then I would just sort of coast, and that's all I'd do. I'd, I'd reach mastery, and I'd be writing direct mail for these clients, and I'd do that every day, and I, and I would be happy as a lamb doing that. But that's not the way business works anymore. I don't think it ever did. Things are changing too much in this business. Things are changing too much in the business world generally. And in the B2B copywriting and content writing world specifically, new types of projects are uh, come up, uh, new types of approaches. You need to not only keep getting better at what you do, better at improving your business, better at getting clients, you always need to be improving, but you want to be willing to make changes and shifts in what you do if necessary. Um, let's say, for example, that you're specializing in uh, writing sell sheets for technology companies, which, by the way, uh, is a niche. Uh, technology companies use a lot of sell sheets. But who knows? Three years from now, maybe technology companies will not be using sell sheets anymore. Maybe they'll drop that entirely and they'll be relying on online marketing or doing something else. We don't know what's around the corner when it comes to the future of marketing communications. So um, you can't be rigid. You have to be willing to make a change. If three years from now, technology companies aren't using sell sheets and you're a sell sheet specialist, you need to think about a pivot or a change or doing something else. So always be improving what you're doing, but be willing to make that change and pivot and, and be willing to, to do something else uh, very, uh, you know, whenever necessary. Don't get set in your ways. Um, success in this business, if I was to use an analogy, success in this business is like 
It's not like running a race down a straight road. It's not like you have a straight highway and you're running down that highway and you'll get to where you want to go. It's more like orienteering. Orienteering is a sport where you get a map and you get a compass and you get the location on the map of a flag that you're supposed to find, but you have no idea how to get there. You need the map and the compass and you could be going left, you could be going right, you're over hills, you're crossing rivers. You may have to make a detour this way, that way. You change your approach all the, all the time to get to that final flag to win the game. That's orienteering. So success is kind of like that in this business. It's not a straight road. It's more like orienteering. You have to be willing to make changes and shifts, change directions, go left rather than right in order to reach your ultimate goal, which is to build your business through the kind of business that you uh, that are, that's making you the kind of money you want, that's, that's giving you the lifestyle you want. So... Those are the four things, those, those 20% that yields me 80% of my results. Focus on building relationships with prospects, clients, and referral sources. That's number one. Number two, making marketing a habit rather than a sporadic thing, a weekly habit. Number three, getting better at my craft, the craft of copywriting, the craft of content writing. And number four, always be improving but be willing to make changes when necessary, not being rigid in what I'm doing, make changes and adjustments when necessary. So I hope, and by the way, just a shout out to Angie. Thank you very much for that topic suggestion. I really appreciate it. So that's this week's B2B Writing Success Podcast. I hope you found it helpful. And if you like more information on this podcast, you can subscribe to it on iTunes. Just do a search for B2B Writing Success or go directly to the website where you can listen to the episodes right there at www.b2bwritingsuccess.com. I'm Steve Slomway, and have a great week with your B2B writing or content writing business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.